What a weekend. Yeah, dude. I, that was yeah, for sure. That was entertaining. The uncertainty, nobody knew what was going to happen come race day. We didn't have a practice session on, on Friday at all, only about a half hour. All of a sudden, it seems like Lance Stroll, you know, his condition just came out of nowhere, and he had Hülkenberg coming in for him. It was, it was a very, not only an entertaining race, a very entertaining weekend itself. Yeah, totally. Um the Nürburgring, which they haven't been there for a while, I think. And, yeah, 2013. Um, yeah, it get weird. I mean, just like anywhere, it's weird weather this time of year. We're racing so late. So, um, yeah, totally interesting weekend and, and, and a good race. It's always good when Lewis isn't leading out of turn one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was happy with it, and we were blessed with a good race, I think. Yeah, well, you almost had the Mercedes taking each other out into that first corner, and I... I know. Well, first off, Mercedes always loves to just tease you with, like, there might be trouble. Like, after the warm-up lap, they're all filing into position, and both Valtteri and Lewis, both of their brakes sitting there are smoking up a storm. Yeah, you're like, weird. Oh, is something wrong? Just exactly like Mugello, right, when Lewis Hamilton's brakes were smoking, you're like, Oh boy, is something wrong? Is something about to get crazy? I know. But it's it was so entertaining to me to realize just the difference in how drivers had to attack that first corner and those first warm-up laps because of the lack of heat in the tires and it just it makes you realize how much engineering goes into this time of season, right? Because it's summer, they're expecting certain tire temperatures or expecting a certain standard. But with all of that cold weather in Nürburgring, everything went out the window. And so it was really entertaining just to watch drivers almost almost drive on ice skates while warming up those tires the first couple laps. I know. It's so weird. It's funny to think about. I don't, it's never really that big of a problem um, in really any race. But it was, what was it, probably 45 degrees or so. It was in the 40s. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, you, I, I remember specifically seeing it in the safety car when they restarted with like 10 to go. And and some of those cars up front just had absolutely no grip. So it's just it's wild to kind of see that side of it with the tire temperatures and stuff that we normally don't see. Um, but definitely made for some interesting restarts and starts. And um, yeah, good race. It was a good race. Um, very entertaining. Not only uh, did we get... It's always a fun day when you get a Mercedes out, right? That just throws everything into a panic, right? Because, you know, Ferrari just didn't have it. You got to... We can start off by talking about Ferrari. I mean, you got to bless Charles Leclerc driving around a freaking crap box. We've talked about it so many times previously, but his driving skills are just unmatched and he, he he jolts ferrari into a p4 position during qualifying so it's very very impressive but again the race pace ferrari just not there no nah, it's not there and and honestly the track kind of did him well in the early part of the race being able to hold off lando for a lot of it because mm-hmm. because much of the passing opportunities kind of in that turn one a um, couple turns after that and if you are able to hold him off on the long straight in the DRS zone, then you can go another lap. And he was doing that over and over and over with Lando. Um, mm-hmm. But then once 
like you said, I mean, the car just has no pace um, and no real power. But he drives it so well in corners, and I think that's how he's able to do the things he does. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. He's, he's so good, but it's just such a shit car. I know. I, an absolute shit car, and I think, not to rag on Sebastian Vettel, but I think it's just, I, I don't want to call it a talent gap. I mean, I really do, but it's just probably such a different standard than Sebastian Vettel's used to be working with. Right. But, I mean, he just struggled this past race. And so it was very clear. I mean, if you're Sebastian Vettel, how ready are you for the end of this season? Just to get out of that Ferrari program. Yeah, dude, totally. And hopefully have a good car next year. I mean, there's no reason why it shouldn't uh, be a good car at Aston Martin. Um, yeah, I don't know if his standards are high or what, but he, he he's he's not driving well. He spun out um, to his own fault, or was he bumped? No, it was his own fault. Yeah. I mean, just trying to overtake and kind of got lost in an area that didn't have any grip. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 been an interesting comparison. You know, every single season you got to compare your driver to his teammate. And it's just, it's not even close the amount that, you know, Charles is just blowing Sebastian out of the water. Right. So um, I'm sure he's nice and ready to get out of that Ferrari team and, and moving on to Aston Martin next year. But um, we can kind of move up to the biggest storyline of the weekend um, would have to be Danny Rick getting the his first podium since 2018 and uh, really got to be happy for the guy i mean he's just a crowd favorite all around it was real nice to see him finally succeed for for renault yeah dude totally it's it's crazy to for me to think that his last podium was that win in monaco which just feels like mm-hmm. ages ago yeah. um yeah it's 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 just weird to think he hasn't been on the podium since but it totally well deserved i mean really the last three or four races he's been he's been driving extremely well and that car has just kind of been inching its way closer and closer to a podium. So he was due and all it takes is one Mercedes to get knocked out. And that, that slot just opens right up. And, uh, he did a a really good job really just kind of holding that spot late race. Um, and was definitely the most well-deserved driver to get third. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it it almost is like you know Sunday mornings you wake up you're like all right I'm about to see you know Lewis Valtteri and Max up there one two three but all of a sudden you hear like a Mercedes going out you're like oh this is gonna be fun okay yeah. what's the next storyline what's gonna happen and uh, for a second there like you're saying Daniel Ricardo has just been driving so consistently the past couple of weeks being up in the top ten um, so yeah definitely well deserved very uh articulate and getting past Leclerc. I mean then it almost looked like the strategy that si- final safety car really worked out when Lando finally um lost his car. So it really worked out in Renault's favor and they capitalized very smart to bring send him in and and put him back on reds for the final stint. Made it really even for what seemed like it was going to be uh Sergio Perez just going to easily maneuver past Danny Rick, but again, works out in Renault's favor and they take advantage and capture the podium. They do, and story two is the Bossman Cyril's got to get a tattoo, right? Got to get a tattoo. 
it he gets to determine the place and the size and then daniel ricardo gets to pick the design which is just an awesome bet an awesome bet but um and and ricardo will not disappoint with that design it'll be something oh whatever oh without a doubt and it's going to be obviously a main storyline f1 you know socials are going to blow it up and uh we'll i'll have a good chuckle but oh yeah um one of the one one of the more interesting sound bites over the radio definitely was uh it was a christian horner and um max verstappen over the radio when he's pulling in he's like hey like danny rick on the podium you know it looks like Cyril's gonna get a butt tattoo and um obviously cyril and christian horner not too uh friendly uh suggesting a red bull tattoo somewhere on his ass which yeah. would have been very very funny but um, I don't know if Danny Rick's going to do that for him, but oh, just, be clown. just good fun. And then I think that definitely, uh, that storyline was, was, was the top storyline over the weekend, but something that we didn't really touch on Lewis Hamilton with 91 wins, equaling the great Michael Schumacher, um, uh, very touching moment where he had Mick Schumacher, Michael's son handing him one of his dad's, uh, famous helmets after the the victorious 91st win um it really puts it into perspective 91 races is almost four and a half seasons worth of wins yeah um, that's so unbelievable it, like lewis or not dude is dude is a freaking machine that just pounds out victories i know and it's it's we get numb to it watching um someone as spectacular as him it really i mean a once in a generation athlete in any sport for him to even be up there with the absolute greatest names in in formula one um it's funny unlike american sports they don't really embrace the debate like kind of who's best and you just don't really hear a lot of that chatter like you do in like the nba and whatnot um that's true but yeah really cool to see really cool that mick kind of presented the helmet to him at the end of the race on the podium and um you can just kind of see the respect between uh you know that family and and lewis um yeah i mean it's crazy i mean i don't see lewis stopping anytime soon um, yeah so and why would you especially if you're racing for you know mercedes right it's not even close no like almost his comments after the race right over the radio he talked about how uh, Max stole the fastest lap of the race by I think like a couple hundredths of a second, yep. and Lewis is like, "Oh, like you know, Rebels getting faster." But in my mind, I'm like, "I mean, you guys are fine. Like yeah, Mercedes, totally. you're, you, you're you're gonna remain pretty damn dominant. I don't think Lewis has anything to worry about, um, especially with Valtteri, you know, resigning. But let's talk about Valtteri Bottas again, uh, stealing a a pole position away from Lewis mm-hmm. just really getting unlucky with the car. Um, as much as he is trying to will a championship fight, it's just not even close. I know it sucks. It, it's, uh, I mean, is it a coincidence that Valtteri is, is the one typically having the, the mechanical failures and the bad luck um, this year? I mean, like if that were to happen with Lewis, it would just be a completely different story. You know, in the yeah. end of the day, it's just it's bad luck. So I mean, we're going to speculate here or there. Um, sounded like it was a power unit problem, mm-hmm. but um, 
Yeah, bum, I mean, bummer for him. He uh, obviously had a ex- extremely good qualifying, and um, I don't know if he was in a spot to like really contest with Lewis at the end. Um, he just he always kind of makes those micro mistakes within the race that kind of cost him, and that's kind of how he got passed too. But um, yeah, big bummer for Valtteri, and uh, it it pretty much takes him out of contention too to contest any any championship season championship too as well. Not that that was totally in question, but it was still mm-hmm. a chance. Right. I just think it's not as great for the sport right now. There's, I mean, what's the storyline? Just at this point, it's all about silly season. Like, where's right. everyone going next? It really is. And that leads us into our next topic of conversation. Nico Hülkenberg, Hülkenberg. with one with one hell of a race and that just throttles him into some sort of silly season who would who would sign the hulk who because i mean really dude was sitting on his couch saturday morning and was like hey why don't you just drive up real quick to the track you're 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 called into action with he didn't get any fp1 practice did he maybe like 15 minutes i don't even think he got practice so Qualified last, but still made his way from P20 all the way up to P8 in the points for that racing point. I mean, that's a hell of an accomplishment. In yeah, and incredible. Itself. Just throws how consistent of a driver he can be, how he's still got it. So if you're sitting back there, where would you expect? Would you expect him to get a seat? Would you expect him to go anywhere? Have you read anything you know that might be a little bit crazy? I... I got to think he has to get a seat, dude. And also, too, during the race, it's like Albon seemingly retired the car out of, like, pure embarrassment from Red Bull. Like, I don't really know. I don't really know what happened to the car besides the fact that he just couldn't get a handle on it and was, like, was flat spotting his tires uh, every 10 laps, like, just kind of just he, he couldn't he couldn't drive the thing um, it made him seem like a complete rookie i mean totally. just like and he came over the radio too right and it was like they always drive me so hard and and even the f1 commentators were like yeah that's that's the sport like, that's that's the, the sport t- and that's the team you're on man like i mean the the standard is 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 extremely high when your teammate is podium every single race and you right. can't do shit so i mean he's always he's kind of been on the hop on on the hot seat at red bull so like i would love to speculate that nico could get a seat at red bull um that would be amazing that would be awesome yeah and just to automatically to go from on your ass on the couch at 11 o'clock on a saturday to in an f1 car to catapulting yourself into talks of joining a top tier team is an incredible story and again just hats off to nico like one hell of a drive making your way all the way to p8 and for someone you know obviously had previous experience at the nurburgring but still no practice in a brand new like f1 car right um it's so impressive and really right he was making moves on the ferraris he was making moves on um gasly and everybody else trying to try and push forward so uh just a really impressive drive so if you're christian horner 
I'm with you. I think he would be the lead candidate. Um, interesting, though, if he doesn't go Red Bull, right, I think there's still a case to be made if we're talking silly season two, uh, kind of court Sergio Perez as well. I also think that's also a good get, but yep. um, we got to think about the open seats. So there's going to be an open Giovinazzi is going to be Alfa Romeo, but no promises of, uh, of Kimmy returning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to be gone as well. So there's going to be an open seat there. Um, Technically, both Haas seats are open, but, um, and then you have one, and then you have one at Aston Martin, which is kind of daddy's boy, but. Yeah. So, if I'm Sergio Perez, I, I would get on the phone immediately and try to sign with Red Bull as soon as possible. Yep. And almost, you know, try to come in at a bargain. Right. No, Nico's stock is high. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's high from this weekend, but also he did it when he came in for for Perez, too, earlier in right. the season. Yeah, And Competed it was kind well. of the same story. Just drove extremely well. So and, and I don't think it's necessarily to the fault of Perez, but, I mean, the dude couldn't get it done, had a, had a podium for the taking, and just got mm-hmm. beat out by an old an – ex, an ex-Red Bull driver. So I just yeah. don't think that necessarily – didn't hurt his stock, but it definitely didn't help his case. So, yep. looks like it looks like Nico is kind of the front contestant. You feel bad for Albon, um, but again, it F one's a sport. If you don't compete on a consistent basis, you know you're you're not going to find yourself in a seat for that much longer. No, frankly, there's zero reason why he should be on Red Bull next year. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, you your teammate is Max freaking first happen i mean dude is he's a workhorse man i mean like absolutely the fact that he's able to compete with mercedes and that type of car just shows you the talent gap and i if you're max for you need to see like at least a little bit more pace on the red bulls side as far as the car goes right if you're going into the 2022 season you need 2021 to look very, very promising. Yeah. So, yeah. L- well, and then, then in the meantime, um, during our break, too, the, the Honda announced they're leaving, right? So, Red Bull is, oh, yeah. is deciding what they're doing with a power unit. Um, so, yeah, that's, that that's is a question. That is going to be an interesting storyline. Like, um, yeah. It, it may, you're not going to go to your main competitor for an engine. No. Ferrari has has not looked promising at all, yep. and the blat, bad blood between Cyril and the Infinity or Renault engines uh, puts Red Bull in a very sticky situation. I don't, yeah. I, I don't. Could they make their own engine? I don't. Or would they, there'd be a new? Dude, that's a tough. That's a tough spot to be in. But yeah. Um, I read something that if no one else, if Ferrari and Mercedes don't provide an engine, then through the FIA, Renault would be responsible for providing an engine on their behalf. Oh, like would be forced. Yeah, would be forced to. That'd be a very heated discussion. I'm I'm sure over the price of the engine. Yeah, um, and pop, probably getting the bottom of the barrel there. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, that'd be an interesting strategy to see what happens. Also, F1 news. Um, I don't know if you saw today, but Fernando Alonso officially tested in Spain today. The new Renault car. So, dude, seeing him in black and yellow just got me like really excited for next season. Yeah. I mean, he looks sharp. He looks that sharp. Long, and, like, that long flow. Just the man's comfortable in a race suit. That's called a racing driver right there, man. Yeah. He he looks good and then your confidence level has got to go through the charts, especially you know, seeing Danny Rick in that same exact car getting getting mm-hmm. a podium the previous weekend. So that's gotta that's gotta feel amazing. Um I'm trying to think if we got any more F news that I'm not thinking about. We've been we've we've got to apologize to our audience. Uh I had the I had the the rona at the COVID 19 so i was a little little mia but back and healthier than ever baby that's right um yeah i i what else do we have silly season definitely is fully underway and i'm i'm sure um there are gonna be more moves and we'll be right here to talk about all of it because it just get it just gets crazy right one rumor starts to fly like i think it was one little article that i saw and all of a sudden that's all the news I was seeing on my Instagram page and Twitter is like, Ooh, like Hulk to Hulk to Red Bull, Hulk to Red Bull. And we've seen it in the drive to survive seasons before. Once a, once a rumor starts flying, it's almost guaranteed to be true. Yep. Yep. You get the paddock talking then. Yeah. I like it. So, Oh, we need to do, uh, we need to do our driver of the day and idiot of the week. Okay um give me your drive of the day then it's gotta be my boy hulk baby hulky voted driver voted driver of the day as well by a long that's just that's got to be such a rewarding feeling too of like sitting in there is like oh hell yeah like everyone thought i was the best like it's he even outshined daniel danny rick right fan favorite still is able to you know jettison himself up into the driver of the day and again flawless race great execution no mistakes dude was a dude was a jewel yeah no I, no mistakes you almost think when you come into a, a situation like that he really has no expectation nothing really to lose and it's just you wonder if the kind of the low pressure scenario treats him well it's gotta just you know it's gotta keep He's you loose no pressure goosey just <laughs> just making moves was, it was the best, man. So yeah. very, very happy from him. Definitely my driver of the day. Yeah, yeah, well, well deserved. Um, I would have to agree with you there, but I'll, I'll give Danny Rick the driver of the day. Um, always love seeing him on the podium. One of my favorite things is kind of his traditional drink from his boot um, post race. So he he put a video up on his Instagram of him drinking from his race boot. Um, yeah, like he did in did Monaco. S- so. Well, did you see the interview? He was he was supposed to do it on the podium, just totally blanked. I know, I know, completely blanked, and that that is. It's been a while for him. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, but uh, probably got lost in the excitement. But dude, the, I, I mean, I get the excitement factor of a podium, but oh my gosh, dude, my feet would be so nasty and just yeah, to, like gross. do a shoey. Like I get it, man. F1 podium, top of the world, but. Oh, dude, I, I don't think I could do it. I like Maybe. seeing too the um, the Red Bull crew applauding him c- come across the line as well. So you just you like to see the 
definitely some still good vibes there at Red Bull for him, which I mean, yeah. how can you not like the guy? Yeah, class act. And that's got to be cool too, right? There's bad blood between Verstappen and Danny Rick, but I think overall what I've seen is they've just become better friends from it. So mm-hmm. it's got to be awfully cool to have him back up there, especially yep. if you're Max Verstappen back in P3, not not in front of him. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely great for – Danny Rick, um, I almost wanted to call him my my idiot for forgetting to do the shoey on the podium, but made up for it by doing the Instagram post. So, yep, yep. Um, my my idiot of the day, <sighs> I want to, I mean Kimi Raikkonen, his crash with with George Russell. I mean I, I don't want to call him an idiot for doing it, but I mean George he had Russell gave him. Rimmel plenty of room on the outside he may have locked up a little bit and was losing the back end but i mean his overcorrection just steered him right into george russell just not not even close and you feel bad for george man he's just hum humming along trying to do his best and then just gets a i mean dude doom almost, almost got flipped and it was yeah. a really cool onboard camera because you're like oh 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 he's going over but yeah um but yeah i guess That'd probably be my idiot. I mean, Sebastian Vettel spun out, but I mean, he's one idiot for me plenty of times. So I'll give him, I'll give him a break and uh, I'll put it on, on, on Kimmy. No, that's valid. Um, talked about it a little bit earlier, but for me, I'm going with Albon, dude. It's just, he, like we talked about, kind of just drove like a rookie out there. Yeah. I think he had to, he had to pit like super early, like sub five laps just because he, was flat spotting his tires and just throughout the race just like couldn't couldn't get that turn one down at all um and truly i think red bull retired him out of just like you don't have it today let's just hang it up bud too much bitching over the radio yeah slow as hell in corners you're kind of whining Right. And really, when he when he made that radio call, like they raced me so damn hard, I was just like, "All right, soft body, like Dude, get over it. Do you want to get, get off this team? Yeah, I was asking for it. Yeah. So, um, also feel really bad for uh, Lando Norris, man. I mean, dude was dude was racing his ass off, and just it's really funny to me, like you see all the social media stuff with Lando and like how goofy he is and how totally you know. F- fun loving he is especially with like his radio engineers and then some of the radio calls from this weekend were just like like don't stop talking yeah. like just shut up I'm, we're I'm racing. driving yeah we're racing here like and then like it's broken it's anti-stall like what am i doing and it's just so honestly it's good for me just to see that sort of sort of drive and compassion from lando yeah that like he is fully invested when he and when he's a committed driver but yeah. um but yeah, those those radio calls were definitely interesting. So yeah, totally competitor. But yeah, tough tough uh, tough break for him. Yeah, but um, I would call this weekend an all around complete F one weekend. You got everything you needed. You got an, a Mercedes running out of the race. You got a surprise podium. You had the drama of the wrecks. You had this brand new Nurburgring, not brand new, but you know, a, a refreshing new track with mm-hmm. you know the very old sense. Also, something I noticed, I the F one roller coaster that's sitting out by the straight, that thing looked so much fun to ride. 
especially it's probably just got that takeoff point to make you feel like you're an f1 car on the side like it, they passed over it a couple times i was like i'd like to do that one day the that whole looks facility like looks dope yeah the countries that we also had we had speculation of rain and it never came that's always part of an f1 weekend it's the worst dude it, it what's that like the fourth time we've heard five minutes oh, to always. rain and just the rain doesn't come if i don't see the radar on the broadcast then it's not a formula one race yeah Ugh, dude i was i was like all right let's go like we're it looks like we're gonna get a nice middle we're gonna put on some intermediates and this especially intermediates and cold weather like oh how does that work like how is that gonna go but just total total tease just got nothing from it so um where are we going next weekend i believe it's it's straight to um magello no magello i'm sorry F1. Yeah, I'm not sure, but we got another race next weekend, though. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. It's a quick turnaround. They're only having it uh, two days because... Oh, Barcelona, uh, yeah. Is it Barcelona? Portugal. No, they're going to Portugal. That's it. Portugal, correct. Yeah, so that's the... And it's a, you know one of the old tracks... Um, that they used to race a long time ago, but, um, that's right. They're only doing two days because of how quick of a turnaround, right? It's one week and getting all of the stuff from the Nürburgring down to Portugal. Mm-hmm. was just going to take too long of a time. So, um, limited practice time coming into this weekend. And, uh, again, new tracks. Some of the younger drivers are just going to have to adjust and, the best part and what I thought made what helped the Nuremberg race so special was, you know, there's just uncertainty that the engineers can't prepare for. So it brings right. that, it brings, you know, a large number of dropouts from, you know, some of the top tier teams. It brings a lot of mistakes like we saw Sebastian Vettel into turn one. So I think it's going to be another really entertaining race weekend for F1. I hope so. I hope so. I'm happy to have another race this weekend. Yeah exactly so um also um wanted to talk a little bit tom about my experience um this past friday officially was cleared yes from from i was covid negative and uh i took a little a little trip by myself i had to get out of my apartment yep and went to whiteland race race park the oldest race park in america is what they boasted um hoosier land went, maybe hoosier I, middle of nowhere indiana yeah probably about half hour south of indianapolis uh if you wanted to talk about uh country folks that their hobby was racing go-karts if you could picture people like that you're probably picturing it correctly Hell yeah and uh it was dude it was so entertaining the track they had just redone this past summer so it was a brand new slick surface and how the whole entire event was set up everyone got eight minutes of practice to go out there so i was sitting there watching little eight-year-old little honestly there were some six-year-olds out there that were going around in the carts um and it went anywhere from classes you know six-year-old to there were definitely some like 50 year olds out there on, you know, uh, hundred CC carts with a two stroke engine. 
Um, nothing too fancy, but it was awesome. And that's something that I definitely will getting be getting into later on in my my racing uh, career. Don't have the funds currently, saving up for it though. But I basically I ran into this is a great story to two twin brothers that they're out there racing. And I kid you not, their names were Kurt and Kyle. Hell yeah. Just, it was so Indiana. Destined, destined for NASCAR. Yes, exactly. Well, that's what they, they, they certainly raced like they were in NASCAR. But yeah. went out there, asked about the different type of engines that they're running, what the cost was, how to get involved. And they were like, yeah, buddy. I mean, you just need a cart and you can go out there, register, and you're on the track like that. It's nothing really. And I was like, great, man. <laughs> I'm there. They were smoking a cigarette while getting their their cart ready to go on track. It was oh, yes. the most Indiana experience you could possibly have, and I want to do it so bad. So you said they're like ages range from little kid to middle aged man. Dude, do there they... are little six year olds out there. Yeah, which is awesome. I want to get my kid doing that. So then, do they class carts? Like in the divisions, based yeah. on en- based on engine, based on age and engine. So oh, age um, I and think, engine. yeah. So I mean, you get a couple. There's like two strokes and four strokes. Four strokes are obviously a little bit faster. They have a couple more cylinders in there, a couple more horsepowers. But I mean, it's not nothing too crazy. But right. Um, they really kind of break it, at least for smaller kids, into the non-competitive where you're just getting out there to get track time. It's, you know, it's kind of a participation trophy. And then <laughs> a couple of, like, the eight-year-olds in the more competitive division, like, had the helmet with, like, the faux hawk out there and, oh like, the bright neon suits. And, you know, the country dads are out there like, go get them, son. Go fast. <laughs> Kick ass. <laughs> it was... It was a freaking show, man. And uh, I mean, does it so, get competitive in like the upper ranks? I think for the upper ranks, right when you get more of the adults out there. I mean, everyone's out there just to have fun. Um, yeah. You win a trophy, but that I mean, that's it. They're just out there to get track time. So it's pretty, pretty cordial. I've I didn't see anything like too vicious, but I mean, you yeah, can yeah, yeah. you can really they. I talked to a couple of people about parking their cars in certain areas so they can't get past really kind of hugging a racing line so i mean they do have i don't want to call it racing craft but they definitely know their way around a a track and it it takes some some skill to get past um a cart so uh one of the coolest coolest things though is right you got adults that don't not it's not that they don't have racing experience but definitely aren't in any professional shape to go out there and race like line up and you have this poor soul out there that like could possibly get run into have to wave a green flag around and get out of the way as as everyone's dashing for for that first turn so it some of the more entertaining races i've seen but uh very very fun to watch that's so cool and then the um like is it like a pay to play kind of vibe with like the carts like or is it pretty regulated as in like you can't put like crazy expensive parts on there to go fast yeah i'd say it's pretty regulated i mean everyone has the same exact engine um there's definitely like a 
you can buy an old used cart, right? As long as the parts are working fine, there's not necessarily any bends or disadvantages that like you need to have right. kind of a tight seat so you don't shake and move the weight around. Right. That definitely throws a balance off the cart. Um, but as long as you have a certain amount of like standard in your cart and it's not a piece of crap, like at that point they said, I mean, my buddies, Kurt and Kyle just said, yeah, at that point it just comes down to, to racing abilities. And I was like, that's what, that's what Damn I want to hear. Right. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right, Kurt. That's pretty <laughs> awesome, dude. It was, I mean, like, dude, there are some trailers at this, like, you know, it's oh, not bet. necessarily yeah. a huge place, but people were camping out for the day. You had, you know, different tents being set up. You had some people tailgating. It was, it was a fun, like, I, I stayed there from, I got there at nine. I stayed there till like three thirty, just watching. Like I was oh, there yeah. for a day. <laughs> they came over the intercom too. Is like, alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for y'all. We got hot dogs and burgers for lunch. So go on over. They just opened the doors, the concession stand. Get yourself a burger and a hot dog. Run in at a two bucks a pop. And so like everybody, everybody so was there. There was a thirty-minute lunch break. Like nobody was out on the track. Everyone went and grabbed burgers and hot dogs and went to their truck and ate it and Dude, it that's, was that's that's just good good old it's good old-fashioned fun, fun and so the funny part was like i you know i called my dad and i don't know if you knew this tom but um you know my dad raced carts back in college for purdue mm-hmm. um and so he, i told him i was like hey i just went to this whiteland race park he's like no shit like whiteland race park like i used to practice there yeah. And we would go out there and like, he was like, yep, like definitely Indiana country folk go out there, test their carts and you just go around. But, um, it's, I mean, the oldest carting place in, in the United States. So it was, uh, it was very cool. Self-proclaimed obviously, but, um, <laughs> it was, they just redid it. So it definitely looked brand spanking new and man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to go out there. Oh, dude. So, needless to say, you're you're in the market for a team. You're looking for sponsors. Really, yes. anyone. You'll yes. put anything, any logo on that car and on your fire suit. Yes, exactly. Preferably, I'll probably be reaching out to Taco Bell or McDonald's, nice. see if I can yep. get a sponsor. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Honda, I'm, I'm available. I will sign to Chevy. So competitive bids start, just email me and we'll see what happens. But, uh, I do have great race tra- craft, no race experience, but I think in my mind, I'm a very good race car driver, but just need the funding for it. That's all. How cool though, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. So very fun weekend. All right, dude. Well, that's that's another weekend. That was another great weekend of racing. Join us next week as we're going to get back to a normal schedule. Uh, join us as we go ahead and talk about uh, the Portugal race, F1 race, and we'll we'll have all sorts of reactions. And we're we're talking we're we're rolling into St. Pete and some of the final races for for IndyCar. So, um, like, share, subscribe for the Open Wheel Debrief co- podcast. And again, thank you to our loyal listeners and. Uh, Excited to hear from you guys. Love you all. You're the night sky trying to make me see your stars.
Roll damn time. 